0: Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm Brad Humphrey, your facilitator, and we're sponsored today by Caterpillar and ForConstructionPros.com. In fact, I'm joined today by two of our industry experts from Caterpillar, Jason Hurtis and Lonnie Fritz. How are you guys doing today? Very good, Brad. Good. How are you? We're doing great. I'm doing great. Um, Good topic today. Relative to every contractor that's listening or any leader in construction that's listening, why is leadership more needed today than ever? And that's not meant to be just a, a, you know, a ridiculous question. It, it, it's an important issue for us today in construction. Why do you think leadership is a bigger deal today than it was maybe when we all started years ago? I mean, why, why is it a bigger deal today?
1: I think part of it is uh, we're getting more and more individuals coming into the industry that may not have the background, um, that we've been been able to have the luxury of plucking off the farm, you know, from the past with operational mechanical skills. Um, so it's important for leaders in companies to do a few things. One, implement the training program into those new employees, um, sharing their knowledge, passing that knowledge on sharing the culture of the company and what is expected and, uh, really helping mold those individuals. Um, basically to carry on the values yeah. that the company believes in and, and kind of toe the line of the, the secret recipe that has worked for that company in the past. And you're only as good as your people. So making sure you transfer that on to them. So that really falls on the leaders and making sure that's instilled in the employee. I, agree with you
0: totally, Jason.
2: I think the, I think that plus the business environment today, I mean, there's more litigation or legal hoops between MSHA, OSHA, you know, individual city county state workers rights um and then you throw in all the you know the people things of you know self-expression i you know i don't mind having tattoos everywhere things like that that you know as as a leadership of your company you have to set the tone you have to be able to set the expectations of that for those workers because they will be the next generation of workers for us
0: I, I, I spoke at a large uh, conference few a
2: few years ago and, and a
0: fella uh, an older fellow, in fact he was probably the oldest in the room at the time he was probably I think he told me later he was 71 believe it or not superintendent I, good for him you right still yeah. working but but he did he came up at the end of the session because about the second half of the session it was it was an all-day deal And it was really focusing on working with the newer, younger workforce. And he came up and and just said, you know, I wish I was better prepared for this 10, 15 years ago. He said, you know, the stuff that you've shared, the facts, he said, you're spot on. And he said, "Those of us who are obviously much older, we have to we have to make the adjustments. It's not on the younger people. It's going to be on us." And I think there was a lot. I appreciate his transparency because that's hard. It's a really a hard gig for a lot, of, especially baby boomers, who are in the last twilights of their of their active years of working. Uh, recognizing that if we don't and we need those boomers because if we can't get those individuals to help train and educate, you know we're going to have a huge gap. And uh, we already we know we already have less people coming into the market for us as workers, but we also have less people coming in with that background that you talked about. You know, you mentioned the agriculture, the farming background. You know, we just don't have as many. You know, the days of if I, my dad was a plumber, I was going to be a plumber. If my dad right. was a contractor, I was going to be. Those days are almost gone, and they're coming from different different angles now. You know, one of the things that you know you've mentioned this in a previous podcast, I think, uh, Jason on Arlani on the. Um, onboarding. You know, you you slip that word that phrase in. How would you define onboarding? Because I don't know that we stopped to define that in that podcast. Sure.
1: I think it starts with uh, you know very tactically. Do you have an employee handbook? Do you have those uh, roles, responsibilities, guidelines, rules, protocols spelled out? Mm-hmm. And it, it starts with, you know, the companies that do have it, that's usually put on your desk or involved in your first meeting, your first day is read this. I know we do it here with our interns and it really gets them to understand, uh, you know, the scope and the kind of the, the do this, don't do this per se, where you get these resources, where you don't. So onboarding is a lot of things. Um, but, but again, it's, it's, uh, I guess their first, uh, dip into the company culture Mm. and, um, and really not leaving anything to the unknown or for the employee to define, but being transparent with them and, and trying to get them to understand, uh, basically the, uh, the boundaries we're going to play within. Mm. And I don't mean that in a forceful way or anything. It's just, again, awareness. If you don't tell me, I may not know, you know, and we all know, one company A to company B looks different, feels different, well, operates different, <laughs> yep. and it can be territorial, can right. be cultural, a lot of different things. Um, so, so right up first and foremost is uh, is onboarding them, including training. So yeah. it's that first ninety days again.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate that. In fact, building on that ninety days, we've talked about this offline before, but you know, I really do believe that most organizations would help their retention. Okay, if we find them, that's the good thing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but once we the get them, yeah, that's half the battle. Yeah. The other half is holding on to them. And I, and I have found the reason I developed a model that I use, there's others out there, but that I've used successfully, is we, we know from most of our newer employees, younger employees, millennials, Statistically, we're, found, we're told that we find that if they don't know, if they're not learning within the first 30 days, most of these folks aren't going to hang around. There was a national survey that was put out, printed last fall, that showed the difference between boomers and millennials on how long would it take you to develop a feeling about the company that you could be spend your career with them. Well, the boomers said it took you three to five years to really evaluate the company, whether you would really want to spend the rest of your life with them. The millennials were less than a year you know yeah. and so when you look at some of the turnover rates in construction some of these dates are alarmingly low like less than 30 days and and so the 90 day plan was created out of the idea that again that probationary time theoretically has, has been we've been comfortable using that 90 days so mapping out those 12 weeks and and not necessarily every minute of every day but what are the themes of learning that we're going to try to introduce even, and I think it's, it it has two effects. Either, A, they go home the very first day after their first day on the job and go, wow, they're ready for me. Or they go home going, oh, no, <laughs> they're going to work me to death. I'm not going back tomorrow. But even then, that's not bad because we're weeding out a potentially weak employee
1: I think some of that has to do if we if we look stay with the topic of timeline is uh, they're used to getting information very quick. Yeah. They're used to getting it at digital speed versus textbook speed or newspaper or okay. the magazine that comes out next mm-hmm. month or year. So um, it, it's it's very fast. I know working here at Caterpillar and working with a lot of the new generation. Mm-hmm. They are eager to learn. They are sponges. I know the questions I get regarding the industry, which I'm passionate about and really love and enjoy, um, is very humbling. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to hear their interest in it because they're thirsting for the knowledge. They want it quick. They want it fast. And if they're not feeling progression in their career with a nugget heading out in front of them that they have their compass set on, they're kind of feeling uh, unnourished, and yeah. they're really yearning for more.
0: Yeah, this is interesting. How this is even slanting a little bit toward millennials, isn't it? In our conversation already, but that's what the that's what is happening in our com, in our companies, that because we are now having some of the younger folks, and what's interesting, I talked to someone about this earlier today, even that, you know, we're seeing the millennials who are in that age group of approximately mid twenties, twenty six to so early to mid thirties. Now they're getting into that age group where they're beginning to take over some of those front lines of leadership, whether it's a PM or a superintendent or a senior something, you know. And so we're now getting their, their history into that leadership position, and it is changing some of our, our company. But let's go back to the question, why is leadership more needed today than ever? You know, one of the things that I've always encouraged contractors, this is your company. The culture you have in your company is what you want it to be to a certain extent. You know That's your brand. That's your brand. And so, okay, you don't want to be like all the other contractors because then there's no the, the bar gets lower. Right. So we want to keep the bar raised high. And so that is values. That that, that is all those cultural things that you want. Um, and I think people are looking for that. I think and, and I get a little upset when I hear people really knocking the millennial generation. Quite honestly, most of the ones that I'm dealing with. When companies that I work with, they're actually pretty good people. I mean, yeah, they just—they le- to your point. Leverage
1: them. Yeah. They a money, bring a they whole want to learn. additional skill set. You know? they,
0: don't, they want to learn. They want to be communicated with. I mean, I think half the stuff that I read on some of these millennial surveys, I just think is a bunch of trash because
2: I don't see that. Well, a they also it, don't have the fear that we have. You know, our generation grew up with move this piece of pipe from point A to point B. okay. But, you know that's what we were told to do that's what we're going to do the millennials are like sure
0: why yeah why
2: how's that how's that contribute to the big picture or how's that bring value to what I'm doing to what the company needs and, and we've learned that same thing through our interns you know hey we want you to work on this spreadsheet sure why that's what you know, what's I, it going to mean what's I, it what's it going to be used for where's it going to go when I'm done things that we you know, we want you to work on a spreadsheet. Do it. That's gold. I mean, I know
0: you guys <laughs> hear me say that once more a while. That, That's a choice. I That's just good insight. You know why? I used to have a, a slogan in my company we used to use. It said, you train bird dogs, you educate people. Exactly. You know? And education's answering the why. And I mean,
2: I th- they're not I, being belligerent. No. They're not being disrespectful. They That's how they think. And we have to shift to how they, they think. And like you mentioned, the millennials are now becoming – the supervisors and the managers. Moving well, that's the manager. how they think. The next generation is going to think that plus. So you got to adapt to that too. Well, I've had contractors say,
0: "Man, I, I just promote this guy. All he does is ask questions." <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Maybe he's asking questions because he just wants to know. <laughs> you know, education. Sorry for hitting the table, but that's how important it is. Hasn't uh, been thoroughly trained.
1: Exactly. So I'm. And do we even I'm have a training ask. program? Yes. Right. Yes, and 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 to your point there, as far as. The great value that the new generation does bring yeah. is tr- use them as a segue, as a gateway into technology. Mm. I have had customers tell me, we did not have digital bidding systems. You know, We did not have digital software to do our estimating and bidding. We purchased it, and he or she, the 20-something, is who's training and figuring it out they're the ones setting the templates up yeah. in the crews and everything else with the SME, the subject yeah. matter expert input, yeah. but they know how to run the software. So use them as the gateway to introduce technology.
0: Yeah. I, I think, you know, again, going back to our original theme for the podcast on why is leadership more needed today? You know, I think Jason, you hit upon a few things, you know, Lonnie, you did too. It is different today. The, the, the political scene is different. The legal scene is different. The generational things are different. And I think, leading today, I don't know if that's harder, it's just different. And and so we want to encourage the contractors that are owners and leaders uh, that are listening to the podcast right now, hey, we're in this with you. You know, we're all in this together. Caterpillars anyway. They wouldn't be sponsoring this kind of thing if they didn't think it was important. You know, four construction pros wouldn't be providing these for you to subscribe to if they didn't think it was important stuff. And of course my you know, my career has been on training and leadership training, that kind of stuff. It's a big deal. And and we better we better take notice of it now. Everybody's looking for leadership, and it's still amazing. You say, why are we having another you know topic on why are we have another talk on leadership? Go to Amazon, type in the book session. just type in the word leadership. You will find I, I'll pay a happy meal if I'm wrong <laughs> a thousand <laughs> titles of books to every one on employee. We're desperately in search of leadership. And so I'm really glad that that, that y'all would, would take this topic on. This is a tough one. And as I've shared with contractors, I know you guys have, and you see, you can see good ones, you can spot them a mile away, can't you? Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. Good con. And it's, it's not anything they do only, it's just the way they carry themselves. They're They're engaging, they're transparent, they're not afraid. They're not always, personality-wise, may not always be pleasant all the time but they're out to try to help the people. They realize it's not about them, it's about the people they're leading. And uh, I think that's something we need to include in that as well. Hey, thanks for being here, Dave. Thank you for listening. Again, if this is your first time to hear this podcast with uh, Jason and Lonnie and myself, we have a bunch of other ones and all you got to do is go to uh, ForkConstructionPros.com and and subscribe to those. We'd love to be have you a part of the family here. Thank you for listening. Good luck. Put these ideas to work and, and be successful working with your people in the future. Thank you
1: for listening.